Guarding Against Gossip on this edition of Truth and Love. I'm Dale Johnson, and you're listening to Truth and Love, a podcast of the Association of Certified Biblical Counselors, where we seek to provide biblical solutions for the problems that people face. This week on the podcast, I am so excited to invite Caroline Neuheiser to the podcast, and she is an ACBC certified member. She just completed a Master of Arts in Christian Counseling at RTS in Charlotte, and she is the beloved wife of one of our ACBC board members, Jim Neuheiser. And we love this couple and their ministry to ACBC and ministry at RTS Charlotte. And we're so thankful for them and the things that they do uh, for the name of the Lord Jesus. Caroline, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Today, we're going to talk about this issue of gossip. And in the world in which we live right now with media, both television, social media, we have so many opportunities to fall into this temptation. And uh, even at church, as we talk to people, we find ourselves struggling with this particular issue of gossip. But before we deal with it, one of the things we have to say is, what in the world is gossip and how do we recognize it when we see it? Gossip has a negative tone. So it's repeating information meant to slander or put someone in a bad light, defame their character. One definition is the sin of gossip is bearing bad news behind someone's back out of a bad heart. Mm-hmm. As we talk about gossip, we certainly see this as an issue throughout the scriptures, and there are several biblical examples. What are some of those biblical examples about gossip? I found in the book of Genesis the story of Noah mm-hmm. and his sons. After Noah left the ark, he built a vineyard and became drunk. Mm -hmm. One of his sons tattled on him or reported what happened to the other brothers, Mm -hmm. but the two covered his sin. Mm -hmm. So that's an example of negative Mm -hmm. gossip, but how to respond to gossip by covering it. So what are some of the effects when we find ourselves participating in gossip. I mean, when we engage in this activity that the scripture tells us not to, and and I must confess, it's something that for us as humans who are especially extroverted, we enjoy to talk, we like to fellowship with one another, uh, is something that in our culture we find ourselves tempted to do or slipping into maybe more often than some other sins. That's right. And a good question to ask oneself is, would I say this if that person were here? Mm -hmm. If they were standing right here, would I be talking like this? Yeah, that's right. Um, so sometimes we have conversations and uh, we feel free to say things about someone that we're not 100% certain of. We're not sure if this was actually true about them. And it's certainly something that we wouldn't say uh, if they were standing right there with us. Let's talk scripturally about some of the, the things that God calls us to relative to the way that we talk. Because we know from Scripture, and especially as biblical counselors, that there are certain ways that we try to fight against sins. It's not just saying, well, I shouldn't talk bad about people, or well, I shouldn't spread gossip. Uh, We know that God calls us to obey certain things. And what are some of those things in the Scripture that God calls us to obey that can help prevent us from engaging in the sin of gossip? The uh, Proverbs 18, 17 passage says the one who states his case first seems right, Mm -hmm. 
until the other comes and examines him. Mm-hmm. So to recognize that there are two sides to a problem, and this is important in counseling, because you may hear one side of the case and that person wants to convince you that they are right. And yet you need to be aware to help others by listening to the other side. We also want to realize that with many words, transgression is unavoidable, mm-hmm. like you already mentioned. That's right. And it's a sin that comes out of a heart of looking at the wrong side, the negative side of someone. Mm-hmm. So to protect our hearts, we want to move into, Lord, change my heart so that I can not have to control myself so much with my words. It'll come out naturally, positive speech, such as Ephesians 4, 29. Mm-hmm. Let no unwholesome word come out of your mouth, but only what's for edification, building up others according to the need of the moment. Yeah, that's right. So you know those awkward moments when you're engaged in conversation with someone and you can tell this is going in a direction where gossip is right on the cusp and they're beginning to uh, go down that road to gossip. uh, And what do you do in situations like that? What are ways that we, in normal, informal fellowship with other people, how can we stop this process of gossip? That is a great question. I like it because we want to talk about what to do practically And one thing you could say is, I don't really need to hear about this, or let's talk about something else. I don't need to know that, or you're really speaking negatively about so-and-so. Have you spoken with them about it? Mm -hmm. Which is the Matthew 18, you go and talk to your brother first before you tell others. Most of the time when we speak negatively about someone else, it's often because that's a disposition of our heart. That's the way we're looking at other people. One of the ways that we can help to, to change even our own hearts and the hearts of those that we, we work with is instead of being negative about all the things that they see, begin to think about things from a positive perspective. Begin to look at what God has done that's good in that person or what God has done that is helpful from that person. So what are some ways the Scripture encourages us to think about people in that way? Well, 1 Corinthians thirteen seven says, Love hopes all things. And that I take to mean is you put the best spin on what they're saying mm-hmm. or their motives. I think gossip is talking a lot about motives. Mm-hmm. We know why. We think we know why somebody did something. And yet, Lord says to speak truth to one another. Mm-hmm. He is truth. That's right. So one, one of the things that you're saying there is when we gossip, we're actually acting as though we're the judge of all the earth. And we've made this judgment call on what we believe to be true about that person in that particular moment. Well, we know the truth about who God is, and that's his particular role, right? So mm-hmm. talk for a second about his role as the judge in matters just like this. Yeah, that's a good term, judge not, lest you will be judged in the same manner, right? Mm -hmm. That's Matthew 7. That's right. So we are not to stand in judgment. And that's why we love gossip, because we love to judge people. That's right. And that puts us above everyone else around us. So that's one reason it's such a temptation. So let's take this to the counseling room. And you have a lady, and it's probably some other issue that's brought her into the counseling room with you. Um And let's say you can tell she's dealing with this issue of gossip. She believes the most negative thing about people, and she likes to share that, oftentimes to excuse her own desires and things that she wants to do. What are some helpful things that you you try to walk her through to overcome this issue of gossip? 
we want to begin with scripture, and there are plenty of scriptures that talk about how negative gossip is. Those are it's one of the six things that God hates. Mm-hmm. But on the positive side, Psalm nineteen fourteen says, "Let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in your sight, mm-hmm. O God." So we're giving her tools to help her fight this sin by thinking God's thoughts, and God is truth. That's right. Now let's flip the let's flip this around and look at it from the other direction. I know we've talked in brief a little bit about even women who are afraid that they might gossip, and so they don't tell things that that are actually true. There are true things that they may need to to tell someone else. And so, how does a, a woman know um, what's gossip and what's not, and when she's not gossiping, when she's telling something that's true that maybe is happening in her home uh, that's not righteous and not good and not helpful? That's a good question because our conference is about abuse and a lot of women are afraid to tell what is happening because they don't want to speak badly about their husbands. And yet a counselor should assure her that the only people who will know are the people who can help. So some abuse needs to be mentioned so that leadership in the church, a counselor can help her work through it. And it's for the purpose of restoration, like Galatians 6.1. So I've emphasized, you want to restore your husband. You know he's not walking with Christ. This is a way we can do it. We will help you. Now, sometimes we're the ones who are being gossiped about. And Man, words can be really tough to deal with, especially words that we know are untrue. We, it can affect us emotionally and uh, in the way that we think about others and the way that we respond. And so how, how do we deal with situations when other people may be gossiping about us? What hope do we have there? When a woman has comes to me with this situation, I bring her to Psalm 26, verse 1, where David says, Vindicate me, O Lord, for I have walked in my integrity, and I have trusted in the Lord without wavering. So I point her to the fact that God knows. God knows her heart, and if she's accused of falsely, then the Lord knows. That's the most important aspect anyway, because we lose sight of God in all of this when we get involved as people. But also, Jesus himself was slandered, He was accused of wanting to take down the temple in three days and rebuild it, or cannibalism. People didn't understand, eat my flesh, drink my blood. So he also endured, and we can follow his example. Jesus didn't defend himself before the Pharisees. Mm -hmm. He just stated truth. And he died for sins of gossip, which we need to realize how heinous the sin is. Mm -hmm. That's a great point. So this is a sin that is easy for people to commit. It's a sin that is common for all of humanity, but it's still a sin that God viewed it enough to place it on Christ, demonstrating his wrath against sin. So we're not dealing with something that we should make common. That's right. I think that's an important point to make because gossip is so destructive. Mm -hmm. It ruins families. It ruins churches. And it affects biblical counseling to some extent. We've all faced false accusations. You're listening to Truth and Love, a podcast of ACBC. And we want to remind you of opportunities to be trained in biblical counseling. 
In the spring of 2019, we will offer regional trainings. We call those trainings CDTs, Counseling and Discipleship Trainings. And there are three locations on the map this year where ACBC will be offering training. One will be in Houston, Texas, one in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, and the other one in Huntsville, Alabama. If you would like more information about these trainings and other trainings offered by our 67 training centers across the United States of America, you can visit us at biblicalcounseling.com.